Welcome to Cluding Mystery. I'm Sarah. And I'm Brooke. And we both love mystery. Hi, Brooke. Sarah, it's so good to be talking with you again. I know I've said it before, but this is my favorite time of the week. Same here. So today we're going to be talking about short stories. And Sarah has a little summary to start us off. The short story has roots in narrative tradition or storytelling, stretching back to our earliest ancestors. In our historical mystery episode, we learned that some of the earliest historical mysteries were actually short stories. Uh, And I gave the examples of The Three Apples from A Thousand and One Nights and Gong An's stories featuring Judge Dee and Judge Bao. Modern mystery fiction has no shortage of short stories to choose from. The earliest authors of crime fiction, many of whom we've spoken about on past episodes, including Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Edgar Allan Poe, Anna Catherine Green, and Wilkie Collins published multiple short stories, so readers have lots of options to choose from. And of course, Agatha Christie has some masterful examples. Readers can find short stories from many mystery subgenres, and these are great ways to either sample an author or a subgenre if you don't want to commit to a full-length novel. This is the same if you're watching TV. You can watch an episode of a crime show like Monk or Bones or CSI, and most of the time, everything is wrapped up at the end, which I think for me at least is one of the things that I find most satisfying about short stories. They can usually be finished in one sitting, though there isn't a standard definition or length or word count, um, and how you and I define a sitting might vary. As an author, I appreciate the skill required to write a short story. I haven't managed to write one yet, but I think it would be fun to give it a try. So Brooke, I thought today we could start by talking a little bit about some of our favorite short stories or short story collections. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I read a bulk of short stories. I mean, we all do when we're probably high school students. It's definitely something that is in our... um, in our curriculum then. But then I went on to do a English lit major. And, you know, that was a way for us to survey an entire era of literature or a genre or maybe a, a large work of an author um, in a really short, you know, matter of weeks. So we read lots and lots of short stories, which I much preferred over the whole excerpt uh technique. That's not nearly as satisfying. So um, I think if I look back, some of the favorite ones that I read over the years were um, The Lottery by Shirley Jackson, who she also wrote The Haunting of Hill House. Um, of course, my my Poe stories, Telltale Heart in Cask of Amontillado. Um, and I loved The Monkey's Paw, which for a, re- a lot of years, I actually accidentally attributed to Poe because it has that very Poe vibe to it. But it's actually written by W.W. W. Jacobs. Oh, yeah, those are those are great short stories. And yeah, you know, you're right. Monkey's Paw definitely feels like a Poe story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and it's much, much later. You know, he wrote that in 1902 and Poe was writing in the 1840s. So um, it's interesting to see that thread of a, of a style, I guess, going through. Um, and this week to get ready for the show, because you had already read A Terribly Strange Bed and I had not. So I read that this week and I felt like that same very gothic, um, eerie uh, tone to that story as well, which I loved. Yeah. And so that's a Wilkie Collins short story. And uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, And 
I, you know, I think one of the things, one of the other things that I really like about short stories is they're very accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I, I think that's because of their their length. But I actually found uh, a terribly strange bed easier to read than um, the Moonstone. Yes. Right. Like it, it just is for whatever reason. Uh, maybe because every word counts in a short story. Mm-hmm. It um, it's just more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's true for any of the older authors that we look at from the you know maybe eighteen or early nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds. The writing style was much more verbose, um, and so I agree. The Moonstone, while the story was pretty intriguing, it was a very lengthy book to get through, um, and I found myself really liking Wilkie Collins style and um, approach so much more through the short story. And I think it was maybe because we didn't have like the long, you know, pages worth of description of something. Um, Because like you say, every word counts in a short story. So um, I thought I would share a few examples of either short stories or short story collections. uh, If listeners were looking for um, a particular uh, subgenre, um, so I'm going to start with uh, a collection that was published by the Detection Club. Um, and so listeners will remember that this is um, a invitation-only group of authors uh, that was uh, started in the 1930s. And uh, some of the original members published a book, uh, sorry, an, an, an anthology of stories called Six Against the Yard. So it was originally published in 1937 and re-released in 2014 with an essay in, in the 2014 um, version. It includes an, an essay by Agatha Christie. In, in this book, each author has tried to write a perfect murder and real life Scotland Yard superintendent comments on each story explaining how he solved it and how it wasn't actually a perfect murder. So the authors of the stories include Anthony Berkeley, Freeman Wills Croft, Marjorie Allingham, Ronald Knox, Dorothy L. Sayers, and Russell Thorndike. So this is a really great sample of stories from Golden Age authors. Um, and at the time when this was published, they would have been amongst the best uh, of the genre. Uh, and they, I mean, they still are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if these are the best stories that, uh, that these authors wrote, because I haven't read anything else by, by some of them, but I really like the premise. I, I, I really enjoyed, um, I actually listened to this and, and I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed it, especially the kind of the debrief from the, um, from the, uh, uh, superintendent. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I would love to grab that one too, Sarah. Another example of um, uh, an anthology published by a group of um, writers, this time it's um, from the Thriller Writers of America, and uh, they've published several anthologies, um, and one that I I enjoyed from them was called Face Off, which... um, so this one was edited by Dave Baldacci, uh, and all of the stories are co-written. So two well-known thriller authors pair up their characters. For example, Lee Child's Jack Reacher and Joseph Finder's Nick Heller. And they put them in a situation that obviously they would never encounter um, in their in their in their series, but it's kind of like a, a crossover episode that you would that you sometimes get um, in TV. 
and Baldacci introduces each story and talks about how the authors uh, approached writing it. And uh, that for me was uh, was as interesting as as the stories because you know I just like hearing how um, how stories come to be. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Agatha Christie and all of the short stories that she wrote. So she published 14 collections of stories um, featuring 50 stories with Poirot as the detective, 20 with Miss Marple, several with Tommy and Tuppence. Um, and as well, there were several that were standalone that uh, didn't feature one of her um, uh, famous detectives. Um, some of those collections are a sample of stories featuring you know, multiple different characters, um, and others just feature one sleuth. Uh, so, you know, there's you know, some collections that are just Miss Marple stories or just, um, just Poirot stories. Um, and then there's, uh, the last seance, which is, you know, some of her spookier tales. And then, uh, she's got, um, I just noticed there's one that is, you know, winter themed mystery is one that's summer. Brooke, do you have a favorite Christie short story? Oh, that's a hard one, Sarah. Um, I think that I would pick something from The Last Seance. I really loved that collection. Um, you've got a little bit of psychological thriller. You have get some detection fiction. And those are such two different skill sets to write, such different kinds of stories. So I really enjoyed that collection. And I loved The Adventure of the Egyptian Tomb. That's a Poirot short story. Um, I love ancient Egypt. And it's, it's really, it's a great story. And you get all of Poirot just packed into, you know, one sitting. It's really great. Yeah, I I have to say I actually think I prefer the Poirot short stories mm -hmm. to the Poirot novels. And again, you know, I don't know if that's um, like we said with with Wilkie Collins because I think I think Agatha Christie's writing is is pretty accessible whether you're reading one of her novels or one of her short stories. But there's something a little punchier, I think, with Poirot uh, short stories um, than in the in the novels. Uh, so. When I was um, doing a little bit of research for this episode, Brooke, I realized that uh, G.K. Chesterton, who was one of the uh, Detection Club members, um, his series Father Brown is exclusively short stories. I did not know that. Well, having them written as short stories, that explains why they were so great as television episodes. Exactly. It's like he, um, it's almost as if he wrote them for TV, although of course he didn't. There's a bookshop in New York called the Mysterious Bookshop, I think. Um, and its founder, Otto Penzer, has edited several collections of short stories in different themes. So there's one, um, the Black Lizard Book of Locked Room Mysteries. Uh, and I really enjoyed this because it had some surprises. There was a Sherlock Holmes story written by Stephen King. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that was really cool. Um, there's one around uh, hard-boiled and, and, and noir detective fiction. So a collection of short stories around that. So um, I would encourage uh, anyone to, to check out any one of those collections if they were looking for a particular, a, a particular theme. Additionally, if someone was looking for hard-boiled or noir, I would um, 
point them to uh, some of the radio dramas that were produced in the 1940s and 50s. Uh, so there's The Adventures of Philip Marlowe, and I believe there's also a series featuring Sam Spade as the detective. And, uh, you know, you can find those, I think there's lots of places to find those online if you're, if you're looking to, to hear some of these stories and, and those are excellent ones to, um, to listen to. And again, like, you know, uh, like if you're reading a, a short story, it's just a, uh, uh, a much shorter commitment that you're making, um, to see if this is something that, that you're really interested in, in reading more of. The fact that short stories are such a great entry point into mystery fiction is probably one of my favorite things about them. Recently, um, a friend was asking her daughter's 14, 15, I would say, and she was saying, you know, do you think that she would enjoy Agatha Christie? Um, Because she likes to read um, sort of cozy mystery in this uh, from contemporary authors. And I said, you know, get her to read a couple of the short stories because sometimes, especially for a younger reader, um, a whole novel of any of the golden age authors might be a little overwhelming. But once you have experienced a short story and you understand how an author, um, how they write, how they describe things, the way that they even plant clues and wrap things up, then I think you'd be more ready to grab um, a longer a longer piece. Um, and I also think that they're so great because, you know, I hit a bad reading slump during the pandemic. I think a lot of us probably did. And then even to get back into, because then it had been such a long time since I'd picked up a thick book. Um, and so I think short stories can be a great way to get yourself out of a reading slump. You get the payoff sooner. As you said, you know, it's a one or two hour um, investment of your time. And it kind of helps you remember why you love reading and um, maybe kind of dip your foot back in. As you're making all these great suggestions, uh, I, this last week, realized that um, I've been seeing on Netflix, the Cabinet of Curiosities, and um, didn't really register what they were, but they are six standalone mystery horror stories. So I think we get really used to on some of the streaming um, providers that there are episodes that are continuous, you know, to tell the story. But what's great about these are these are six standalones. So they very much are in that short story tone and vibe. You're going to love these. So if you're looking for um, a a television example of these. Um, I think they also, and this is something I find in short story mysteries much more. Do you often feel like sometimes there's like a moral of the story or sort of like a message built in underneath more so than with like a novel? Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I, and I think that's the, maybe that's the history of short story. Um, maybe, Maybe in that observation, you're seeing the history of short story, right? Because I think a lot of the early stories that were being told had that, you know, moral of the story lesson that um, was behind the story, right? Right. The cautionary tale. Exactly. So uh, so in terms of Agatha Christie short stories, there actually was a series of 12 new Miss Marple stories that was commissioned by the Agatha Christie estate and released earlier this year, uh, featuring Ruth Ware, Ellie Griffiths, Lucy Foley. Um, and so these these authors write more uh, suspense 
type books, but uh, have written some, uh, each of them has written a Miss Marple story. Uh, and I haven't read any of them yet, but um, definitely something that I'm going to be checking out soon. I have sampled just a couple uh, and it, it you're in for a treat, Sarah. I am so um, blown away by the way these authors can, um, you know, take on the voice of, uh, of Agatha. And I can't wait for, for us to both read it and then um, discuss what we have to say about the different stories. So thanks, Brooke. I think this has been a been a really great conversation about short stories and and some um, ideas for people who might be looking uh, to read in a in a different genre. I agree. And this time of year, when you have maybe some time off work during the holidays, it's a great time to pick up a short story and enjoy. So for today, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on Clued in Mystery. I'm Brooke, and I'm Sarah. And we both love mystery. Clued in Mystery is produced by Brooke Peterson and Sarah M. Stephen. Music is by Shane Ivers at silvermansound.com. Visit us online at cluedinmystery.com or social media at cluedinmystery. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, or telling your friends.